Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hi, I'm Shagan Lawson. I'm CEO and President of Thor Explorations. Thor Explorations is a West African-focused gold explorer developer, soon to be producer. We have projects in Nigeria, Senegal, and Burkina Faso. Our flagship project is the Segalola Gold Project in Nigeria, which we've been developing since we acquired it in August 2016. Um, we got it funded um, last year. We broke ground on construction on the 1st of March 2020, and we've been building it through. We're looking to pour our first gold in a matter of hours, actually, and we're extremely excited by it. Um, the company um, and the project itself see ourselves as a growth uh, platform. Uh, we believe there's a lot more um, growth to come from Segalola in and around the project in Nigeria. And we're also extremely excited about our project in Senegal, where we've been advancing and getting some very exciting drill results over the last uh, few years. Our next milestone there's a maiden resource, uh, which we hope to get out um, in August. Uh, after which we're going to build on that and look to take that through as our second mine, um, the various stages of feasibility over the next couple of years. So yeah, that's a that's an introduction on us. Fantastic, lovely to meet you. We've not met or spoken before, so I'm, um, and I've been wanting to hear the Thor story uh, from the horse's mouth, as it were, because people have been talking about you in in a good way. I was speaking to Vox Royalty yesterday. They're very keen, I have to say. So um, when you say you're hours away from pouring. What do you mean? You're literally going to be pouring today. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting on site right now. We have, you know, been, we, we press released last week that we were turning the mills. Uh, we've been commissioning the plant, uh, various components of it, the conveyor belts, the, the mills, the leach tanks. Um, historically, there have been some historic tailings which we're passing through um, the circuit. Uh, we'll be looking to pour that first gold out of those tailings uh, this evening, probably about 7 p.m. Nigerian time. Um, so yeah, we're very excited about that. Um, okay, well, let, let, let's start with the story. So you acquired this back in 2016, um, and you've been, obviously, you, you've kind of rushed it through to production. It's got a very short life of mine, though. I think that's what people have been looking at. They've been a bit nervous about that. Should they be? I don't think so. I think, you know, one thing that's very clear is we haven't closed this resource out by any means. You know, our, our pit goes down to about 200 meters, uh, 240 meters maximum. Yeah. There's still gold we drilled underneath the pit uh, with very good intersections, you know, um, and the resource hasn't been closed out of depth. There's an underground element to this, which we would like to build on next year after we're in steady cash flow. And there are a number of satellite targets, which we're, we've been systematically advancing in parallel um, through construction as well. So we've actually just kicked off a 10,000 meter drill program on these other targets. Uh, so we think uh, the mine life extension is inevitable. We had a decision to make. We looked at where we were. Our reserve is currently sitting just over 500,000 ounces, rating at four grams per ton. And the economics were extremely compelling. You know, we can produce gold for the life of the mine at a cost less than $700 per ounce and 90,000 ounces per year. So that's extremely transformational for a company our size. We believe it was the right way to go, get into cash flow, get very strong cash flow, uh, whilst extending the, mine, the life of mine in parallel. And there are a number of examples. I'll give you a Rocks Guild, for example, who've done this successfully. Um, and we think we can do the same. So, so remind us what the Rocks Gold did. Um, well, they had a, a short initial mine life with very uh, compelling uh, project economics as well. Very high grade uh, deposit. And they kicked off on that. 
And it's, you've seen from when they did the initial feasibility study to where they, they are now, or most recently, um, they've con consistently managed to extend the mine life. And we believe we can do the same as well. Uh, we don't believe we've closed this resource out by any means. We, we, we haven't spent a huge amount of exploration. When we acquired the project, you know, it was sitting just under 400,000 ounces, uh, 3.8 grams per ton. We managed to increase that to 520,000 ounces, uh, just over four grams per ton in the reserve. Uh, the global resource is a lot bigger. And we think, you know, we've still got a way to go um, in converting a lot of the resource to reserves and also growing the reserve itself. Right. So, but, but why, why, do, why haven't you done that already? You know, why not spend the money to do that? Because when, you know, there's a strategy, I think North American strategy would say, you know, minimum of million ounces uh, resource, minimum, um, before you could even contemplate, um, you know, get, you know, thinking about getting into production, or you just keep going until the resource tells you to stop. So why do you think this strategy is going to work for you? And why haven't you done more drilling previously? Yeah, there are a number of reasons, and I'm happy to go through them. First and foremost, you know, we're in Nigeria where, you know, this has never been done before. This is the first large-scale gold uh, mine in Nigeria. Um, there isn't a blueprint, there isn't a precedent uh, to this. So we didn't want to go and uh, make something, get, drill something out that was too big, that would be very extremely difficult to finance, um, something, you know, one, two million ounces, um, and, and then have difficulty in financing it. Uh, secondly, um, you know, we are, the, the project is the highest grade open pit project in West Africa. Um, very fast payback, a payback at $1,800 gold price, payback in less than 10 months, and then we're into free cash flow. Um, so that was a very compelling reason. If we could raise the finance at the time, then the, the all-in sustaining costs of under $700 per ounce, so today's gold price means we're making over $1,000 per ounce and producing uh, 90,000 ounces per year. So that's nearly $100 million of free cash flow after fully repaying back the project in less than a year. And that was, you know, that was a decision that was you know, clear and obvious that we had to take uh, at this point, a company our size. And then lastly, we, we just thought getting into cash flow um, without having to continually raise money for exploration uh, myself being a founder shareholder as well, continuing to raise that expensive money for exploration was extremely dilutive at the time. Uh, we just thought, you know, we could create a huge amount of value for the shareholders by getting into cash flow a lot quicker than going through the stages of um, constantly raising money to prove up something larger. Okay, so... And, and needless to say, the resource is there, the reserve is there. It's not going away. Um, we're going to, through a period of... Um, of um, into cash flow, and we can always come back and continue to to grow the, the reserve going forward. Okay, that's quite a meaning, meaningful chunk of uh, free cash flow, and presumably be debt free. Uh, so very attractive for sure. So, what are you envisaging? You know, plowing back into the ground, and what are you going to do with this free cash flow? Because I think if you look at the Rock Gold example that you gave, they went off and bought another asset. Are you going to need to do that to um, you know get noticed? Um, no, I, I don't think so. What we're also very excited about is we have another project which on its own would be, in another junior, would be a, a flagship project. You know, it's a project which we think is much bigger than what we have in Nigeria, albeit it's at a much lower grade. Uh, and it's in a, also in Senegal, in a jurisdiction that's much more known for gold and, and, and mining and had its success story there. Um, we've drilled to success there. We're, we're, we've just finished a 15,000 meter drill program. And we're waiting on those results. We're very excited by what we see visually. 
Um, and unlike Rockskill that had to go out and buy another project, we're looking at building our second mine organically. Um, so our next milestone there is, it's a major milestone for us. It's a maiden resource, uh, which we're expecting to announce in August. After the maiden resource, we come back after the rainy season and take that through the various stages of feasibility. One thing we have got now is we have a mine building team. We have an EPC contractor that's delivered in a global pandemic on time and on budget. And we have the mine building experience and hopefully we can take what we've done in Nigeria and replicate it in Senegal and build our second mine. Beautiful. Okay. So just on the, on the money side of things, T, you're going to have to create some exploration programs for both Senegal. Uh, so I know you've been doing some drilling, but you're going to need to, even after the maiden resource comes out, keep drilling there. You're going to need to keep drilling, expand the resource out in Nigeria to, are, are you thinking right now, I mean, when, when you talk about 100 million free cash flow every year, people get a bit excited and start doing, um, you know, spreadsheet exercises. Have you got an idea or a sense of how you play that? You know, is there going to be free cash flow to issue dividends or is it going to go back in the ground or for further expansion? Because I know she also picked up something in Burkina Faso. So what, what are all the thoughts running around your head at the moment? Yeah, the, the short answer to that is we want to do both. You know, we, we want to be a dividend payer. We think it's important, particularly... The significance of this being a first uh, mine in Nigeria, um, so delivering on the mine and, and delivering value back to shareholders. But you know, we think being the first um, mine in Nigeria also isn't isn't a demonstration of the lack of gold in Nigeria. It's a demonstration of the lack of exploration dollars being spent in Nigeria. So we've pegged a lot of very exciting ground, and we've actually. In parallel with uh, construction, we've been developing um, an advanced exploration on this ground. So this drill program that's going on is on a number of drill targets that have been worked up for the last seven months. Um, we're going to put some money into that, uh, which we already have. We, After our maiden resource, and hopefully we're excited by the maiden resource, we'll be looking to take that to reserves. And that will probably require you know, between 20 and 40,000 meters of drilling in Senegal as well. So as a priority, we're looking at funding those two exploration programs, as well as being a dividend payer next year. It's, it's interesting, actually, I, I was looking at your PowerPoint, you, you've got about, you says 59% uh, shareholder distribution by geography is Nigeria. It re, it's kind of really as homegrown. Yeah, I mean, that, that was one of the, should I say, difficulties in fundraising in a, in a jurisdiction where it's never been done before, you know. Um, so we had to, you know, look at, Obviously, being a founder, shareholder as well, had to look at friends and family. <laughs> we looked to the the most the bulk of our funding, particularly for the project, came from the Africa Finance Corporation, who's our largest shareholder there, Nigeria domiciled as well, and a number of institutions in Nigeria. And then we did a private placement um, in the summer of 2020. That was well distributed, you know, across Europe, North America, and Asia as well. So why did you, why is this thing listed in Canada? <laughs> You want the, the long story or the short story? <laughs> I don't uh, mind. The, 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 I just want to know. <laughs> the short version is I, I probably, uh, yeah, around about 10 years ago when I, when I started this company, um, I was a private company and I, had, um, I was looking to raise funds. I had my project in Senegal. I had, I had just acquired with um, private cash and an option. And um, the opportunity came to reverse into a cash shell that had um, you know, a decent amount of cash in, two and a half million dollars, and it happened to be listed in Canada, happened to be called Thor Explorations, a name which I really liked. Uh, and we reversed into it in August 2011, and we've been operating as Thor since. So we haven't really had a presence in North America. 
hence the London listing uh, more recently, um, a couple of months ago. And we've kept that uh, listing in Canada as well. Okay, okay, okay. I, it's interesting because um, I think the aim listing made a lot of sense when I saw you did that. I was like, okay, uh, you, you're probably going to get a bit more liquidity, a bit more trading because people, Europeans seem to be a bit more comfortable with Africa as an investment des- destination, don't they? And, and how much is that these days? Yes. I, w- I want to say, how much is it these days? Because it's it's not a decision you take lightly. Um, sorry, the, the it, listing. Yeah, in uh, yeah in London. Yes. Yes, it's not. But the, the, the real eye opener for us was, you know, we got the project funded in April, May last year. And then we were doing a non-deal roadshow in London. And this was the first institu- first time out in front of institutions. And the response from the, the UK investors and the European investors was, was extremely positive. In fact, there were a lot of investors that couldn't invest because we were listed in Canada. And... Um, you know, a lot of our management teams based between London and Lagos, Nigeria, the same time zone. You look on the oil and gas side, there are a number of companies that have projects in Nigeria that are listed in London that have done very well as well. Um, and we just thought with all these uh, factors, the rationale was very w- w- was very compelling. Um, and it made a lot of sense, uh, given the, the success of the private placement last year as well, to list in London. So do you think you're getting a bit of a Nigerian discount because... Because legacy issues historically, you're, like you're, you're just over 200 million market cap, right? You're just about to throw off a ton of cash. You're, you've got to production, so no one can no one can fault you. You're getting tonight. You're getting to production tonight, um, so no one can fault you. But do you feel that right now there's that still that kind of legacy Nigerian discount component to to your valuation? Definitely, I think um, there's a Nigeria discount. I think there's a first mover discount. Um, for the, the, the fact that we're first moving in the country, the fact that it's our first mine. And, you know, like you rightly say, we've, we've hugely de-risked the project through as we've got it to the end of construction. And at the end of the day, dollars are dollars. So if we're, we're spitting out the cash flow we're projected to, I think the re-rating will come and the fundamentals remain the same. The fundamentals of the company are there for all to see. Um, we will be producing gold and we will be in commercial production from September onwards. And... Uh, don't forget our second project. I think if if that was in another company, it would have its own peer group, uh, which would be material to our existing market cap. So, look, we all we can do is continue delivering in what in what we're doing, deliver on construction, uh, get our maiden resource out, uh, deliver on exploration on both projects, and then hopefully, um, you know, the share price will be rated in, in as people begin to recognize the value. Okay, so, so let's let's look at the fundamentals that you talk about. You, you raised about hundred, just over hundred million bucks uh, previously. I mean, how, how much are we down to? Have you got much cash left? So at project level, we have five million dollars left. Um, we also have we had a senior debt facility of fifty four million dollars. We've we haven't drawn down the last five million dollars of that, so that's ten million dollars. And then we kept a cost over on facility of three and a half million dollars, which is untouched. Um, and then at corporate level, we did a private placement last uh, summer. We have about $2 million of that left. And importantly, we're going into cash flow um, during the uh, month of August. So we think we're well-funded due to cash flow uh, now. Okay. And what's that ramp up look like? Obviously, you're not going to hit the ground at, at you know, optimal levels. You're going to ramp this up. How long does it take? Three months, six months? No, no, the, the ramp up is over six weeks. Uh, we want to be in a, a commercial production during September. We, it's not a complicated ore body. There are no sulfides. There's a huge gravity component. 
In fact, the first gold pool we're doing is from some historic tailings and um, a lot of the, the, the gravity components coming uh, is, is being used to, to get that out. Um, and then we're gonna um, put in some more waste material to run through the circuit. We're gonna start off with some low grade of the first couple of weeks. And then hopefully by the end of August, when we, we believe we're, we're operating comfortably, we start putting in the, the higher grade material. In terms of mining, uh, the mining has taken a step change. We've got about uh, almost 50,000 tons of, of ore stockpiled as well. We're now moving into the night shift now. So that will be at the targeted levels of commercial production over the next few days anyway. Um, and then it's just keeping our fingers crossed and hoping the plant works as it's been designed to work um, and commercial production in September. So you're a producer, but a large chunk of your future value is going to be dependent on your exploration. Isn't it? You, you're really going to have to deliver on that front. I, and I get, I get the de-risking of jurisdictional. You're a West African producer, explorer, seems to me. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Uh, production gives us a great platform. Um, we have pegged over 900 square kilometers in Nigeria of targets which we've, we've generated, and we're looking to get more. Um, and, you know, geologically speaking, it's highly unlikely that what we have in Segalola is there in isolation. So part of our strategy and the plan now is getting that additional, um, what we defined as uh, drill targets into pieces. Um, and a lot of the targets we're looking at lie within the mining license and exploration license. So these are, these are almost going straight to the bottom line. There's no CapEx requirement here. We're just looking at putting poor roads uh, between these targets and our existing plants. Um, so the, the growth is there in Nigeria um, and we just, we're just looking to unlock that value. And the growth is there in Senegal. And I, I kicked myself, I don't think I speak about the Senegal project enough. Um, you know, the, the maiden resource will be much larger than what we have in, in Nigeria. Um, it's, it's a much lower grade, but that's also growing as well. We should, um, at the end of our drill program, should this drill program be successful, we're looking at a strike length of seven and a half kilometers and still open. Um, and we've only really drilled in the oxides there. So that's got huge potential as well uh, to advance. So you're correct. Uh, we've got cash flow coming as a producer, um, very strong value for shareholders, but that is really just a platform to unlock what we see as a much bigger value proposition in, in, a, in terms of our exploration package. It's, it's interesting. So with that cash flow, hopefully no dilution required because you've got the organic growth, not just in Nigeria, but Senegal, but also Hyundai, which you, you don't talk about either. It's, it's the third project, it, poor, the poor cousin, it seems. Why, why is that not getting any love and attention? <laughs> um, so we were the minority joint venture partner in Hyundai for a very long time. Um, we originally got the licenses. Then we joint ventured them out to Acacia, who got taken over by Barrick. Uh, so we were the 49% holder, and they were the operator, Advancing Exploration. Um, needless to say, uh, Barrick started divesting their non-core assets in West Africa and Africa, which included Hyundai. And we managed to get a great deal there where we got back full 100% in exchange for 1% NSR. But, you know, the build-up to this had been, uh, you know, four years of development in Nigeria, uh, years of drilling in Senegal, and then we suddenly got 100% of what we had in Burkina. So our focus and our, our hands were completely full with what we're doing in Nigeria and Senegal. 
And then we got this great optionality in Burkina Faso. It's something which we haven't committed to advancing straight away. And one of the things we did when getting the licenses back was resetting the clocks on the licenses. So we have another eight years. So it's something which we can come back um, to next year um, when we've, um, we're in steady cash flow in Nigeria, when we've advanced Senegal even further, or it's something if the right joint venture partner came along with the right terms, we would consider very seriously as well. But the, the, the real focus right now is Nigeria and Senegal, and Burkina remains a great optionality for us. Brilliant. Look, um, thanks so much for coming on the show and talking us through the project. Congratulations getting to first pour. Um, I, I'm very excited. Remember, do send, do send a video through. We'll, we'll be sure to include it here so people can sort of see, um, to have a look at the uh, at, at you doing that. Uh, and stay in touch. Sounds like great things ahead of you. And uh, well done on the AIM listing too. I think that's going to be good news for you. Thank you very much. And thanks for, yeah, thanks for the interview. Looking forward to, uh, I'll send you the video when we get it. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.